Hey guys, just wanted to say uh, that tonight's episode got cut a little short due to technical difficulties, um, but that the guys had agreed to come together tomorrow and finish off the podcast with the week six predictions. Um, Still, I wanted to get you guys something tonight, so listen to the first half of our podcast and enjoy a second bonus edition tomorrow. All right, guys, enjoy. Thank you. Listening to the Send It All podcast with your hosts Hogan Meyer and Lucian Nodder. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Send It All podcast. This is season two, episode five, uh, week six, otherwise known as. I'm here, your co-host Lucian Nodder, and with me is Mr. Hogan Meyer, the other co-host. Hogan, how you doing, man? Uh, good. I mean, uh, you know, it's been a rough couple of weeks for me. I've, I've missed the podcast, but uh, you know, I was away for good reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little, I'm a little sluggish right now. I'm sure as, uh, everyone can understand and imagine I've been very, very sleep deprived lately. Um, I just keep, uh, you know, laying awake at night thinking, God damn it. If only I started a Rob over John Ross, I would have beat Lucian <laughs> two weeks ago. Oh, driving me nuts. Oh man, well I'm very thankful you did that because I'm on a three game winning streak and it's all thanks to you. It is, it is. Well, you too. I mean, don't don't just say it was my mistake. You, Lucian, have really turned things around after a very rough start with um you know, you were 0 and two and your your points four was just in the shitter. You completely turned it around. You're you're a playoff contender now, you're a force to be reckoned with. These trades you've been making recently, which we'll get to later, are amazing. So congratulations on your amazing turnaround. Thanks, man. It's crazy. Yeah, the last time yeah. we did this podcast, I was 0-2 and, and at the very bottom of the uh, of the boards. And I was at the very top. And uh, wow, how things change. Well, we are brought together. I think we're back-to-back. We are we are closer together now, as we should be. Um, uh, some other things that have emerged since, I think Jason is running away with it. He's the only person he's the only owner over 700 points um you and i both said we loved his draft from the very beginning and he's he really is the best team in the league right now doesn't mean he's a lock to win the championship because anything can happen in the playoffs but uh yeah anyway he's looking good he's the only undefeated team and like i said only went over 700 after only five weeks i don't know if we've ever had that incentive before so it's a crazy amount of points man he uh, yeah everything's breaking his way so far but yeah, it's a even, long season. Even when Carson Wentz has a very meh game for him, the rest of his team steps it up and just, yeah. He's got that next man up mentality. Yeah, and Christian McCaffrey, who's just killing it. Who might be injured. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's Which, playing, but yeah. We'll see. You never know. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, that's our opening greetings. Let's get into our week five recap. Uh, we kind of did a makeshift recap uh, with me and Brad yet last week. So any mm-hmm. predictions that we made, they don't count because it wasn't a real prediction show. So yeah, but plus I can't believe to... you. I can't believe you both correctly picked Chad to be picked. Both correctly picked <laughs> Chad to upset Bama Joe. I, that blows my mind. Um, but well done on that one, guys. 
It's, uh, um, you know, I, I, I thought it was going to be a trap game. Um, and then <laughs> oh, Joe, you got to get out of your trap game. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bam and Joe, he's got some bad uh, juju on him. I don't know. He keeps scoring a lot of points, but he keeps getting beat. So he, Yeah, he's got the poor bastard award. Um, yeah, I mean, he put up 120-some points and still lost, uh, which has been pretty much the story of his season. Uh, Chad finally came out with a more than respectable score with 156 or something. So, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, if anyone wants to keep track of last week, uh, I scored four right and Brad got five right. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Brad doesn't win anything. He's not in the league, and he, so. And he certainly wasn't representing me with those picks as, as well as he did with a 5-2 and two score. Hey, five and two is not bad. No, not at all. But I just I did not agree with like half his picks, which I guess is a good thing I wasn't in that week. So. <laughs> all right. Well, since we didn't talk about it before, but uh, it just happened. It's week five. Let's get into some of the games. Some of our thoughts on the games. Uh, let's start mm-hmm. off with this first one. It was holding your money versus Paul Neville in the trophy. Uh, Nestor versus Wes, uh, with Nestor taking this one. Uh, anything surprise you in this game, or what do you think about it? Uh, let's see here. I did forget to bring up the summaries. Why don't you take, uh, give us your take on it and I'll, uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. (laughs) God, Wes, Wes sucked. I knew that was going to happen, but yeah, keep going. (laughs) Uh, well, I think I voted for Nestor in my prediction. So this one, I guess I saw coming, but, um, right now I'm pulling up the wrong ones. What are you doing? Getting me all confused here. Uh, so it was interesting that he decided to play, or West decided to play Jimmy Garoppolo over Baker Mayfield. Yeah, uh, when he has o- Odell Beckham, it turned out to be a great choice because yeah, really great. Or wait, is this not? Yeah, Baker Mayfield, a quarterback, puts up negative one. One of the rarest things in fantasy football is for a quarterback to have a negative score, especially when he doesn't get injured. Because you know, so that just uh, shows you how great Cleveland is at everything. Yeah, um, I saw uh, one quick, uh, one second. I saw. Uh, horror stories online with people losing their matchups because they, they had already won, but then they played Baker Mayfield and he scored. Uh, points, so he lost. They were up by like half a point or something. And yeah. Then, like one, or, uh, yeah, one point or something. Uh, so, wow. That is funny. Yeah. You guys always, always be aware of who you're putting in. And if you need to put someone in on Monday, because they can really bite you. Yeah. And just really be careful about Cleveland in general, because they're just not good at life. So. Yeah. Uh, another thing, Wes losing, uh, is this go, it's going well for your prediction that he won't make the playoffs this year. What do you think? It is. He's currently still in like sixth place or something, which, so if the season ended right now, he'd be in the playoffs, but he's also got the second lowest point score. Uh, so I'm loving my bet right now. I'd probably offer him a buyout of like $93 or something if he wants, um, but nothing less. And I'm sure he wouldn't take it because he's as stubborn as I am. And so we're looking forward to a fun season where nothing's locked in. But he's certainly also a toilet bowl contender. I would say he, Chad, and Eric are the top three toilet bowl contenders. All right. Well, I hope you win that $100. It's a nice steak dinner. Yeah, thank you. So do I. Uh, That was our game of the week, which it didn't really turn out to be a game of the week. It was kind of a eh, game. No, yours turned out to be the game of the week. That one. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that one. But uh, speaking of air games, this is the meh game of the week. It was Los mm-hmm. Demons versus Tyreek and Night Live. Mm-hmm. And somehow Paul pulled this one out. Yeah. Los Demons Corbin has been about 
on par with Bama Joe, just one step below. He's scoring great points, but one step below Bama Joe and getting really unlucky. His opponents are putting up a lot of points, but also one step below what Bama Joe is. So this is typical of Corbin's season. Uh, even though he's one and four now, I don't have him as a toilable contender because the other three I already mentioned are just that much worse. And uh, Paul just kind of eked away with a very meh win. Yeah. Well, after these two games, or actually one before, but both these guys made trades with me. So hopefully uh, it'll help their teams improve going on. Yeah. I think all the trades you made helped your team mostly. So we'll see. But yeah. Well, it's uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to our next game. It's complicated. It's complicated versus Peter <laughs> Butker. Uh, Robbie taking this one. Um, but it was still a pretty close game and a pretty high-scoring game for the week. Um, yeah. What do you think? Well, I'm glad Robbie finally changed his team name to something more relevant to the season, and I do like the name change. It's a great I game. I approve. I definitely approve. Yeah. And I can't say I'm too surprised. Um, you know, Miner's dealing with a lot of injury issues. He's definitely uh, at the top of the LPOQ Plus community. Um, you've got Saquon Barkley out, as well as a few others, which we'll get into later. Uh, so nothing, nothing really surprised me here. Uh, every, pretty much every player on both rosters did about what they're supposed to. Godwin, though, has been a little bit of a surprise, just that this whole season he's been so good. So that, I mean, yeah, I expect him to be good, but maybe not this good. So that's yeah. the main surprise, if any, here. Yeah, he's turning into one of the uh, the elite receivers this year. So we'll keep it going. Sorry, one more thing I do want to point out, and this was very bold of Miner, uh, starting the Raiders' defense. I love it, and they put up eight points, which is good for a defense. You know, it's not yeah. great. It's not like – and the sports books cleaned up on everyone across the country. About 90% of all bettors in that game bet on Chicago, who were anywhere from five- to six-point favorites, depending on the time and place you bet it. And so everyone just cleaned up on people thinking that – Chicago was going to spank the Raiders when it was a three and one team against a two and two team at a neutral site. So I don't know why everyone was so sure on that. You always want to be wary of these international games and I, I, the Raiders just aren't that bad to be that big of dogs against a, a very mesh Chicago team with a, a backup quarterback. So good job minor and seeing something that very few other people around the country in the betting world saw and starting the Raiders defense there. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough for you to win the game. Yeah, and it just goes to show you that excuse me, uh, defenses are they're a crapshoot. Like you can put in any mm-hmm. defense and have a chance of scoring ten points any given week. Yeah. Um, earlier today, I got an offer from Petey uh, for his Pat's defense, um, wanting maybe Jordan Howard, which honestly isn't that bad of an offer, especially given what the Pats are off or averaging right now. But two things made me turn that down. One is that I don't have enough depth at running back to make that trade. And two, even though they're averaging like 20 points a game or something crazy, it wouldn't surprise me if it went down significantly the next week because defenses are, their standard deviation is so much higher than the uh, running backs, wide receivers, et cetera. I mean, it's definitely possible and probably likely that it's going to regress a little bit. So, <clears throat> yeah, just what they've done so far, it's been historic. Um, yeah, not to put it lightly, but uh, and I and I also hate you know complimenting New England, but whatever. Yeah, you, know, you got to give them credit <laughs> right now. They are they're doing everything right. Yeah, um, but speaking of defenses, I did notice that several I mentioned in the chat. Why are so many teams in this league carrying two defenses? I feel like that's a waste of a roster spot. I do Especially too, but... after just what we heard about defenses 
Oakland Raiders putting up eight points this week. Yeah. In general, I think it's a waste of a roster spot, but at the same time, I mean, I'm pretty much wasting a roster spot right now by still carrying Antonio Brown. I think it's, it's a couple of things. One, you've got, we, we got a 14 team league. And so our talent pool is a little diluted. The wide receivers and running backs who are available to pick up aren't going to be great. I mean, I picked up Jordan Howard as a free agent and he did amazing, but that's, you know, one of the few and far between miracles here and there. So they don't have so much they can pick up as if they were in a 12 or a 10 team league or even less. Two, I think a lot of people might be overthinking it or might be, you know, doing things right, trying to figure out which defense is going to put up the most points and more importantly, which opponent is going to give up the most points. Um, and some of that is going to come up in our web segment later. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I just think that, uh, you know, yeah, I also, I also disagree. I, I wouldn't carry two defenses, but that's what I'm guessing is people are thinking. Yeah, yeah, because you can pick up any defense any given week and make a score you points, but you can't really do that with the yeah. wide receiver or running back. Mm-hmm. All right, <clears throat> got off track there, but moving on. Uh, in, in, in good in good ways, we got off track. In good ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always in good ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game, Pop Locket Drop It versus Fuck US. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pop Locket Drop It just continues to score points. Yeah, um, we had what is, what is now, I don't think it was at the time going into the game, uh, the highest scoring team against the lowest scoring team, not first place against last place, but highest scoring against lowest scoring. So no real surprises here. Uh, I guess maybe except for Phillip rivers, um, point total. He normally, even though he sucks as a quarterback in general, he's, he's a shot putter by trade and he got lost one day on his way to the track and field and ended up throwing for quarterback at his high school because Alabama never has good quarterbacks. Uh, but yeah, he only puts up 6.25 points in this one, two interceptions. That's very typical of Phillip Rivers, but normally he'll have a lot more passing yards and a couple touchdowns here and there. Cause he's got a fairly decent team to work with, except for during the playoffs. So that's the only surprise there for me is Phillip Rivers. Other than that, the, the rest of the matchups went exactly how you would expect it. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry, Eric. I think you mentioned it yourself. The hangover is real. I, yeah. I think you had a chance in this one, <clears throat> but I don't yeah. think many of us have a chance against, against Jason unless injuries happen. So no, he's had, I think he did have one game where he put up less than a hundred, but other than that, I, I think that was week two when Chris McCaffrey had a very meh game and uh, yeah. Carolina was upset, but I think it was an upset Tampa Bay um, probably spoiled some survivors, things like that. Um, but yeah. By the way, Chris McCaffrey played uh, the Cardinals, the game that he did poorly. They have a legit good run. Oh, it was the Cardinals. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought it was Tampa Bay, but yeah. Yeah. Your team's Cardinals. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on to the real game of the week. It was hanging with Mr. Cooper, which the team formerly known as DJ Chark, um, <laughs> Thomas and myself with me narrowly inching past him to take the win this week. But yeah. uh, this was a game of like, I couldn't believe some of the scores. 58 no, points. Neither could I. Yeah. Um, when I traded Paul for Watson, I never expected numbers like this. I mean, I guess in the back of your mind, you think maybe it's possible, but I yeah. thought him and, and Lamar were on the same level, but man, this week was yeah. crazy. Well, savor it or savor the 58. I don't think he's going to be putting up any more 50s this season. I don't think anyone will be, but you'll probably have a few more 40s out of him. Deshaun Watson is still young and still improving every week. Uh, so that was a good trade he made picking him up. Uh, I'd say the only real surprise in this 
matchup was Aaron Rodgers putting up 11.8 points. It's kind of been typical of his season so far, but not the Aaron Rodgers we've come to expect. Um, man, everyone else just had possibly their game of the season, these players, you know, all good players that we would expect a lot from. Um, uh, the only uh, other uh, underachiever was uh, Waller, the tight end for Oakland, who had a very meh game, but it was enough yeah. for them to beat Chicago, as we talked about. So, yeah, again, and, and like you said, if uh, Thompson had been playing anyone else except for Chad this week, he would have won. So, bummer, Thomas. Yeah, man. <clears throat> it's a loss, but think of it as like a half win, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> a moral uh, victory. It's a mor- yeah, a moral. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, Wes's stepfather versus cooking your pies, one forty two point one to one oh nine point eight five. Cooking Yeah. Took him down. Yeah. Mm. How's it feel, mm-hmm. man? Uh it feels great, because uh, you've got um the Ra- well now one of two Raiders fans, uh against the lone Patriots fan. And the Raiders fan is starting Tom Brady against him. So he puts up a thirty five and, you know, you know, Petey's rooting for Tom Brady to do well when he's watching that game. But then the Packers is like, fuck, no, can, can we maybe get something like last week where the Patriots won and Tom Brady put up like six fantasy points? But no, that wouldn't happen this time for him. Um, once again, I beat Jared Goff. Suck it, Wes. He sucks. Um, and yeah, it was a final after I had two rough weeks uh, where I made a few minor errors in who I picked to start. Both both of my losses I could have won if I had started properly. Um finally Thank I start you. the right players. Yeah. Finally I start the right players and I and I win one, so it felt really good. Nice. Um <clears throat> I totally lost my train of thought, but yeah, it was a good victory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I remember you guys were both thinking the tuck rule, like the tuck rule. Right? That's, that's what you're going through your minds? That's what everyone in the entire world is thinking every day. We, we Nobody ever forgets the tuck rule game. Okay, just wanted to just clear that up. Okay, moving on. Bama Joe versus Catalina Wine Mixon, 156 to 121. Bama Joe takes this one. Finally, yeah. a win for Bama Joe. No, 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 dude, you got it wrong. Chad takes it, finally, a win for Chad. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Bama Joe, you got robbed of another win. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Bama Joe. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Only five other players in the league. I guess that sounds more like a lot more than I now when I say it that way. But still, 121 should win you most of your games. Yeah. Uh, so that definitely. sucks again, Bama Joe. We promise you, fantasy football is not normally like this. Uh, but you are doing everything else right. You know, you're putting up an amazing numbers. It's just you keep running in to brick walls with the uh, high-scoring opponents. So bummer for you, and bummer that Sammy Watkins put up a goose egg. Um, that sucks. That happens sometimes, you know. You know what, Bama Joe? Maybe you just need that real key player to put you over the top. Why don't you give me a call? We'll work something out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, that was the end of week five predictions. Just to give you guys an update on where everyone stands, uh, with a grand total of 12 points, Lucian sits in last place. Uh, our guest, totaling 13 correct predictions, uh, is in second, and then Hogan leads with 16 correct predictions through four weeks. Thank you. Now, I do want to touch on one game really briefly from a couple weeks ago, and that was our game of the week at the time. And Two people loudly protested that that game was picked as the game of the week. Uh, that was you and me, Lucian. 
and it really lived up to the hype. It was the only game that came down to Monday night. It was won by a very close, very exciting margin. And for Eric and Wes, the Millers, who thought that Miller time should have been the game of the week, like we said, guys, it's, it's got to be at least one playoff contender in there. Um, and you both suck. So whereas our game of the week not only turned out to be a great game, it turned out to be your launch pad to this awesome turnaround you've had. So well done. Yeah, I think we, you know, that's why we're the experts. We pick the games, right? Yeah. We alone know the answers. We know. They don't. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Brings us to our next segment. It's the trade wars. You know, you hear about these trade wars that are going on? Crazy. Uh, just a little. I might have been involved in one. You know, nothing major. Okay, okay. Well, first up on our trade wars, this is from earlier this week. It was Paul and Miner, David Montgomery from Marvin Jones, 31. Not too flashy. Any thoughts on this one? Uh, the WAB's almost irrelevant on this one. It's a small amount, and both these players are pretty close anyway. This is one where I don't see any clear winners, um, although may- maybe Marvin Jones is a little better, so I don't know why he had to have WAB attached to him. But, uh, yeah, what do you think? I mean, I, I still hold out hope that Montgomery, even his talent, is going to break out. I just don't trust the coaches. Yeah. So I think whoever ends up with Montgomery – you have a chance later on in the season. Maybe they wise up and they release him. <clears throat> I mean, release him on the defenses. Yeah. And uh, and then, yeah, maybe that'll be a boon for you. Yeah. Paul. Okay. Uh, <laughs> our next time is between the two co-hosts, Hogan and Lucian, and that was Mr. Talk for Mr. Bell. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, pleasure doing business with you. You too. Um, Bell, you know. I, I was going to say that he was someone I was after, but I just traded him away. But yeah, I'm just, I think I'm just very happy right now. I just, <laughs> I'm sitting out waiting for Sunday to happen and just bored. And I'm like, all right, going to make some trades. So. Well, and I had been thinking, you know, with, with Melvin Gordon coming back and it's still unclear how well he's going to do, but I've also got Philip Lindsay who's putting up great numbers and he was a pro bowler last year. I was thinking I've got to, I should, trade a running back for a receiver. And then you offered me this. And at first I was very skeptical about doing it because Bell has already had his bye week and his matchups coming up look great. A lot of green in the, in the future for him. Um, but Shark has been amazing with a backup quarterback. And yeah. he is uh, the fifth ranked wide receiver in the league right now based on fantasy points. So I, I even though I wanted to talk myself out of it, I, I couldn't turn down this deal. So. Yeah, I mean it was hard to let him. <clears throat> it was hard to let him go, man. And yeah. uh, it's hard changing my name. I love that name, but uh, yeah. all good things must come to an end, I guess. Yeah, uh, he's definitely the real today. deal. So uh, I hope he scores a lot of points with you. Uh, yeah, and you get to the playoffs, and then he gets injured right before you have to play me. Yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> uh, moving on, another trade with myself and Robbie with Sanders for Jeffrey. This yeah. Is this was offered to me like minutes after that trade uh, went through with, um, with yourself. Uh-huh. And I was just looking at, it, I was like, damn, this is like, this makes perfect sense. I even told Robbie, I'm like, I like the way you think. And then I like, uh, and then we made the truth. So. Yeah. Well, I don't know if, well, I don't know what Robbie's thinking. He was at LAX on his way for his honeymoon. No, Alshon Jeffrey hasn't been as good as he has in the past, but Miles Sanders, I think he averaged less than two yards of carry in his last game. Meanwhile, Jordan Howard seems to kind of own the backfield in Philadelphia. Uh, 
So, Robbie, buddy, you, you got to step it up. You got to know when to start Will Fuller. You got to know. I mean, just, that was a fluke, of course, but uh, you also got to know Miles Sanders not, might not be the real deal. But then again, you know, maybe you needed the running back or something, and Jesse's kind of whatever. So, I think you won this trade for sure. So, um, anyway, Robbie, I hope you're having fun on your honeymoon. Uh, and if you're listening to this, stop, put down your phone now, throw it in the ocean, and don't touch fantasy this week. Just, just bench everyone and just, you know, take a loss. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Stop listening to this podcast on your honeymoon. Jeez. Yeah. And, unless you and Brittany are enjoying it together because she runs your team <laughs> over a glass of champagne, I hope so. Do you, do you want us to make soothing voices while you guys make passionate honeymoon love? <laughs> This, oh, is, what people, this yeah. is what people listen to while they're getting in the mood. Getting in the mood for fantasy. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good uh, stuff. I still think Sanders can be something in this league. Um, and mm. I think <clears throat> it's going to be a while, but I think towards the end of the season when you really need him, I think he's going to produce. But uh, I'm playing for right now, so I couldn't wait. <clears throat> yeah. And there's a reason I'm not starting uh, Jordan Howard as much and keep saying that he's on the block, you know. He's not the real deal. It is more of a committee in the backfield, uh, even though I just said he owns it. You, you know what I mean. It's, it's kind of a committee back there. Sanders is probably going to start averaging more than two yards of carry, I'm sure. Um, but well, anyway, the coach this will be just came out. Happens. The coach just actually came out and said that um, they're going to try to get Howard the ball more. Oh, he did? Nice. Yeah, he just said that, um, which nice. is pretty funny, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, next one was between myself again, my third one this week, with Corbin, and that was – me giving away Bell and Woods for Camara and 30 Wab. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on that one? Because this one was – I was kind of debating it. Yeah, this one I'm not quite as sure on. Camara is definitely going to do very well for you. The question is – so you're going to get great value out of Camara. Did you give up too much, though? Bell – I mean, as it stands, it's great. But mm -hmm. Bell and Woods might start to improve a lot. They also could yeah. drop a little bit, whereas Kamara, you, you got some consistency there, and you know what you're getting. So good trade on both sides. It could turn out to be a cash cow for Corbin, though, so we'll see. We'll see. And some of the reasoning going into this trade was, you know, Bell is tied to an offense that isn't that great. Um, and, I, and with running backs, you know, you want to get running backs that are on good offenses. Those are, have proven to produce more points during the season. Uh, yeah, and then and then Woods, you know, the situation in in L.A. with the Rams, their offense is changing from what it was last year, and mm -hmm. Cooper Cup is definitely the number one receiver there. And I think yeah. that, you know, it's not it's not one of those uh, things where it's like each week those all three of them can go off. Um, yeah. So I think Woods is still going to have good games, but he's also going to have these high floor games like you've been seeing with me lately. Mm -hmm. Um. But, yeah, I, I was intrigued. I wanted Kamara and um, the 30 Wab. I think I could use that uh, for future trades. So <clears throat> moving on to our next one, it's Wilson Thomas. This has just happened recently. It's DJ Moore for Devontae Freeman and Auden Tate. Yeah. Um, for me, I think Thomas got the raw end of this deal. Uh, me too. Freeman is worth I, – I, he, he just worth – DJ Moore was good when Cam Newton was the quarterback. He hasn't yeah. been getting many targets with uh, with this new guy. So um, well, we can't even name, so that should tell you something. <laughs> something Allen. He's from Scottsdale. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's K Allen. So I was looking it up earlier on something that, on my phone, and I was like, "But Keenan Allen? What are you talking about?" I was like, "No, no, it's K Allen." And yeah, um, 
Yeah, but uh, he's like I'm a stock sure. kid. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, um, and then they're both, Tate. Yeah, who could he, potentially go off now. Well, yeah, but he's also someone who's kind of disposable. He's not someone you're thinking is going to help your team the rest of the season. I was kind of surprised. Auden Tate, I thought, you know, DJ Moore, Devonta Freeman would have been enough on its own. I thought Autumn Tate, yeah. even though it's not much, it's just like, why did he even need that much more when you're giving away Devonta Freeman? So, Honestly, it should have been DJ Moore and Auden Tate for Freeman. Yeah, um, that yeah, that would be a more, that would be a much that would be a much more fair trade. Yeah, but, um, but all right, Wes has yeah. his power, his power. Yeah, uh, but that was the end of trade wars. Uh, next up, we have uh, well, how can I let you introduce it? Okay, up next is our notable segment. Now, the LPOQ Plus community. The LPOQ Plus community is that marginalized group of disfranch- disenfranchised, tragic victims of fantasy football injuries. Eric Miller is now the Rachel DeLezel and or the Elizabeth Warren of the LPOQ Plus community. So on our list here, which uh, this list was partially put together by myself and Lucian, we've got Mason Rudolph. Uh, not sure why he's on this list, Lucian. Not sure what we were thinking. He's rostered. He might... He's rostered on someone's team. Who? Uh, I mean, maybe at the time of the list, but is he is he really right now? I think so. He's on, he's on Chad's team. Oh, I should tell you something about Chad's team. Um, let me double check this really quick because I'm pretty sure he's a free agent you, you earlier. Continue. I'll check it. Yeah, he's a free agent right now, or he's on waivers okay. to be more specific. Um, yeah, but anyway, he should not be making or breaking your team. Next up, we've got Miner with Saquon Barkley, which that's been going on for a couple weeks now. Uh, it's not new news, but uh, Miner come back this week. Yeah, he might, and he's he might, but um, this is. And we're about to talk about this in a sec, right? Thursday night football really sucks. So Miner is up here in the in the LPLQ Plus community. Next up, we've got Paul with Evan Ingram, the top-scoring tight end in the league. Will not be playing tomorrow night against the Patriots. Uh, bummer for Paul. Next up, we've got Wayne Gallman, Saquon Barkley's replacement, who did pretty well in his first showing. And now he's injured. He had a concussion, and he might have been good to go by Sunday. But Thursday night football, not ready to go now. Just one of the many reasons why Thursday night football is a bad idea. I wish the league would get rid of it. They should do Thursday night football in week one for the uh, champions first game. And they should do it during Thanksgiving. Other than that, I wish they would abolish Thursday night football. Uh, Next up, we've got Philip Dorsett, PD again. Bummer. Uh, Bama Joe's dealing with Sammy Watkins. Uh, being out, having some issues, put up a goose egg last week. Kind of a bummer. Uh, some others we've got here, Jalen Samuels, but Lucian, you didn't even start him, so whatever. David Johnson and Christian McCaffrey both have designations on them, but I, I would be surprised if they don't both start and get tons of snaps the whole way. You also put in Chris Herndon, who I have no idea who that is. And another Tied player in. for – yeah, another player for Minor, another high, high-scoring tight end this season, Mark Andrews, but he's probably going to play. Uh, lastly, we've got John Ross, which, ouch, that was felt around the entire universe, man, when John Ross went down. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, that's not news. That's old. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's, it's uh, new since I was on the podcast last. So, um, anyway, no, kind of a joke. Uh, he, was a wide rec- he was like the third wide receiver. I shouldn't have been starting him as many times as I did. Uh, so bummer. Anyway, to wrap it up, the members of the LPOQ Plus community right now are Minor, Paul, and Petey. 
you three have the right to bitch about your injuries. Everyone else needs to shut the fuck up. All right. I like it. Uh, well, we're going to bring on a special guest here. Hogan, what do you have for us today? You have news? I ads? have. I've got additional sponsors. I got ads for us. All right. Well, I'll let you take it away and I'll grab our special guest. Okay. Do you need your skin treated? Want to look pretty? Or do you just need to relax? Aldo's Day Spa is the perfect place for you. Our specialists offer the highest quality service. Whether it's facials, hydrofacials, spray tanning, massages, ZJs, chemical peels, or waxing, Aldo's Day Spa will cater to your desires. Conveniently located at the corner of Bad Guy and Anil, Aldo's Day Spa. Give in. Is your bathroom dull, boring, or even worse, smelly? Brighten it up and freshen it up with decorative soaps by Wesley Dale. Wesley Dale has been proudly designing and creating the sweetest and prettiest decorative soaps for over a decade. Wesley Dale's new soft spring line recently won Cosmopolitan Magazine's Oscar Wilde Award for bold creativity. And Louis Anderson called Wesley Dale Soft Spring his favorite line of decorative soaps to date. When you want a soft, gentle, fragrant touch, feature Wesley Dale. Hey everyone, do you need a solid, reliable 4.3 inch extension cord? Come on down to Eric's Extension Emporium, where you can get hooked up with a 4.3 extension cord in every color imaginable. Whether you're looking for hot pink, black, slightly darker black, aubergine, or whatever, we have a 4.3 inch extension cord for you. No, we do not carry power strips, surge protectors, or extension cords of any other length, so please stop asking. We just sell 4.3 inch extension cords. And you can put together as many as you want to create any length you like. So be sure to visit Eric's Extension Emporium right away. All right, guys. It's great ads by Hogan. Uh, make sure to uh, buy stuff from our sponsors. Very mm -hmm. special. Special like our next guest, Mr. Paul McGovern. Paul, how you doing? Woo! I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. I'm excited. Uh, it's coming off a solid win this week over Los Demons. And uh, I'm excited to be on the cast with you guys. Yeah, we're excited yeah. to have you. We thought Thanks. we were going to have you earlier. I thought you were going to fill in as co-host, but uh, you couldn't yeah. make it happen. You really, you really I, dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a weird scheduling thing the last couple of weeks. I was, I mean, did I'm, you get laid? <laughs> um, but obviously, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to I want before <laughs> we start. Uh, I want to congratulate Hogan on the, on the beautiful baby. So congrats, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you know meeting. Uh, is it her, right? Her or him? Her? Him. Oh, him. My best boy. Yeah. Meeting him at our uh, draft next year, potentially. So. He will not yeah. be at the draft, but he will be at other functions and parties and events and things, though. So. Oh, good, good. Okay. That's that's my best. When, when do you think he's going to go to his first draft? Uh, six or seven, I guess. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Six years. We'll see, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I'm excited to be on here with you guys. I'm sorry I didn't work out the last couple of weeks, but... um. You know, now now you can't live in the past. You got to move forward, and that's what I always tell my myself after each week. If I win or lose, and I got to do that with the past too. So now I'm here. Exactly. Never look back. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. It's all good. No worries. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think there's a an elephant in the room right now, and I'm talking about our trade that we made. Oof. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you said it best. I mean, before we go into the details of it, and I think everyone knows what the details are. Yeah, but you said it best. You know, you you can't you can't go by week by week. And like, yeah, of course, if I'm looking at it last week, you know, Deshaun Watson outscored all four of the guys who gave me by a large margin. Um, but 
But like, you know, I can't look at it like, you know, in the moment. You got to in 6 weeks I'll see how it pans out. Well, we might be able to see how it pans out this week when we play each other. Yeah, it should be interesting. It should be interesting. It'll be a fun one, I think. It might just have, be our game yeah. of the week, maybe. Probably not. Maybe. I have, I have a game of the week in mind, maybe, for you guys, but um, but I don't know okay. what you guys had listed. But, uh, but no, you can have, we can have a Paul's game of the week. <laughs> you have uh, – you're playing the Watson, and obviously he'll potentially – and I feel like Tyreek's going to come in, you know, like 50%, 60%. But I have Lamar playing, I have McLaurin, and I have um, – I'm probably going to put in Scantling. So, yeah, it'll be a good gauge on to see how the trade really worked out for us. Scantling, the MVS. Yeah. Yeah. Most valuable Scantling. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> speaking of our thoughts on the season, what are your thoughts on the season so far? Well, uh, that was a terrible segue. But, <laughs> yeah, what are your thoughts? Uh, how are you liking the season so far? Is it, how's it compared to the other seasons? So far, so good. I mean, I uh, being a member of Descendant League for I think since the beginning, one of the few. Uh, I, I think it's been a very it's been a very productive season. I think all the new new uh, newbies have really come through and kind of like have found their own groove. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, Jason and Esther are top of the tier right now. Right? We're like trying to compete with them, and then uh, Corbin's kind of you know running the low ranks. But that's not to say you know his, I think he's the fourth highest most points. Or maybe fifth highest. Yeah, he, points. he's up there. Yeah, so like he's definitely coming with a strong uh, team, and he's putting effort out there. So sometimes it's always quick. Um, and then who's the first person that joined? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Bam, Bam and Joe, Joe man. Bam Come and on. Joe. Bam and Joe. Yeah, coming in two, two and three. He's got a fair amount of points. I think he's actually he's at the second most points. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. dropped every week. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, yeah. Honestly, if he, arguably the four newbies have really come in being some of the top teams that we have in the league. So it's kind of wild. They, real, they really are. I wouldn't be surprised if they all make the playoffs. So. Interesting. That's, yeah. It's interesting for Corbin. Corbin's one of four. You really think he's going to kind of pull pull it together? He, he's a force to be reckoned with. Uh, first year of the league, I started at 0-4 and made the playoffs and almost won the whole damn thing. Um, so, yeah, nobody is out of it by any stretch yet, especially Corbin, who has such a high uh, – a high point total and such a still high scoring team. He doesn't have too many injuries that are preventing him. He just keeps getting uh, unlucky that his opponents are having great weeks against him. Yeah. What are you, what do you, what's your mindset? Uh, like when you're Owen four and like, you're obviously, what are you going, what are you going to be five? Are you thinking like, let's blow it up. Or are you thinking like, hey, so let's, like maybe let's, I can, I can hold down like my team and I'll see if I'm going to, Go, so get there's, this, or what, what, there's a couple. There's a couple ways it can happen. Let's look at last year for me and the first year for me. And last year, um, I just had a terrible team, drafted poorly, and so you got to change things up. First year, when I started at zero and four, I was in Corbin's shoes, where I had a good team that was putting up good points. I just kept running into brick walls and things like that. So what Corbin needs to do is look for good opportunities for pickups on the waiver wire, pickups and trades, but he's in no panic mode situation by any stretch. So he just needs to keep riding this storm out and doing the right thing, and he will pull through this. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people in this league, especially with Wes and Eric, they really yeah. uh, they really put people on the panic button. And even if you go to one and three, they're texting you, texting you personally. They're putting blowing you up on the group. They, they say that. they Oh, you can't go to three losses or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so they really, they really, but I think that panics people, and then they start trading, and then, you know, you get these text yeah. messages from Eric on like a a Saturday night saying like, hey, like if you don't do this deal, like you know, you might as well just like quit the league right now. It kind of gets in your head. Yeah, so. Wow, yeah, it gets it's intense. Yeah, I'll send some terrible trade offers, but I don't like tell people things like that. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a new level when they when they do that stuff. <laughs> All right, guys. <clears throat> well, let's get into uh, a new segment here. It's combining an old one with a game. It's the Wacky Wab. Are you guys ready to play this? The Wacky Wab? Nice. I'm ready. Well, let me tell you the rules first. The rules are... Actually, Paul, why don't you fill us in with the rules? Because this is technically your game. <laughs> um, I mean, we, you know, the rules are... You go over... What do you think the most... Uh, the most... The wackiest Wab moves of the week, so... You go through the web moves of the current week, and you say, "Was that crazy? Was that something that's so wacky that like they're gonna bite themselves in the ass for it, or was it so wacky might be brilliant?" You know what I mean? Sometimes if you're going after like last year when you went after what 77 web for, hey, uh, hey, I thought we were going to talk about that. That was some that was a wacky ass whack ass web move of the week right there. <laughs> and uh, but I see some good ones. There's some there's some wacky brilliant moves going on out there. So. I don't know. I just, right. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to list off names and I'm going to have you guys say if you think it was a good one or a bad one. And if you think it was a good pickup for the price, I'm, you're going to kiss it. If you think it's a bad pickup for the price, you're going to slap it. Oh yeah. Now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Paul was doing some kissing and some slapping when he came up with this game. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> All right, first up on the list, it's our biggest slapper. It's Gerald Everett, Everett uh, to Eric for 66 WAB. Guys, this is a lot of money for a tight end. Mm-hmm. What do you say, uh, Paul? Thoughts? First, go. I mean, right off the bat, you're looking at a tight end in an offense that doesn't historically go to a tight ends. And, like, yeah, he's had a hell of the last two weeks. He's had, like, 26 targets or something crazy. But also, like, I don't know how long that's going to last. And, like, you don't want to chase the points. Like you never, that's ideal. Like if you see a guy with two crazy weeks, like you can't expect he's going to get like 20, 20 and like another 21. So I would say slap that web. And uh, I would, I would probably wouldn't have put more than like 25 web on him, but you know. All right. Uh, Hogan, would you slap it or kiss it? Uh, I would actually kiss it. Um, yes, he did pay a little high of a price, but remember it's just web. And Paul does bring up a good point that I wouldn't use the word historically, but given the current offense over the past few seasons, uh, they, you know, the Rams have not used their tight ends a lot, but they've also now fallen to three and two, which is not a position they are normally in. In fact, they wouldn't make the playoffs if the season ended today. Uh, Sean McVay's got to be going back to the drawing board and saying, we got to make some changes here. Gurley's not the player he used to be. And Jared Goff is manufacturing interceptions at a Malaysian level now, like even above the Chinese level. So, I mean, it's, he, he, they've got to do something now and start using other receivers with the way things are going or their tight end. So I think it's actually a good pickup by Eric and I hate to compliment Rams, but um, <laughs> I think he is going to continue to produce at a high level. Okay. So I can't you, 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 so that's a that's a over a fourth of his WAB this season. Again, it's just WAB. You can't do anything else with it. Yeah, All right, guys. I feel like WAB is so crucial. We 10, 11, 12, 13. If you have like a hundred WAB, then you can get any running back. Like you know, there's going to be guys that have injuries and later in the season. 
And that could really push you over into, like, the playoffs. There might be guys who have injuries, and their backups might be available. That is true. But, you know, you know I mean, you can't bank on it. All right. All right. Well, I think this is kind of an ironic pick for or for Eric because the reason that the tight end is getting all the targets is because they're not throwing it to their uh, running backs. So if he ever expects Gurley to do well, that means Gerald Everett is going to do poorly. And if he wants Gerald Everett to do well, that means uh, Todd Gurley is going to do poorly. So I don't know if this helps his team. I think if it's any other team that picked him up, it would be a better deal, and I would kiss it. But right now, you got to slap that web. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. Actually, that's a really good point. But remember, right. Gurley Gurley doesn't. All, he's he is capable of running out and making good uh, catches, but uh, he also gets most of his fantasy, point, fantasy points off the run. I believe over the past few seasons, so mm-hmm. he's been leading the league in targets and catches. Uh, but he he well. Let's put it this way: last year, Wes had Goff and Gurley, and he did really well. So. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, this is a long list. Maybe I'll only do it again because we're running short on time here. Uh, next up is an interesting one. John Hillman. Um, Hillman. To Bama Joe for 35 web. What do you guys say? Quick quick summations of this. Kiss it. Slap it. Uh, Hogan, I'll start with you. Slap the fuck out of it. Joe, I, I hope you uh, had thought about it the way I just described Corbin season. You, you're not in panic mode yet. And you don't need to pick up a guy like this for zero web, I, unless you know something we don't. Because, again, he is playing with a quarterback from the South. Maybe you know something we don't. And you have been doing really well up to this point. But, uh, yeah, I'd slap the fuck out of that. He's got that beautiful mind. He might know something we don't. He might. Yeah. I gotta, uh, what about you, Paul? I got to say, I got to agree with Hogan. I got to slap that web. Um, I don't really see any value in Hilleman. I feel like even I've been reading things and I feel like Elijah Penny is even a better pickup than Hilleman because Elijah Penny is more seasoned vet. I guess they may go to him out of the backfield a little more than Hilleman. Hilleman's a running guy. And the Patriots, I guess, have like the uh, historically like great defense this year that's happening. So I don't see why you'd risk Hilleman. I feel like there's other running backs in the wire that would give you better, uh, would you, would give you better output this week. Um, so yeah, I'm going to slap, slap that wab and slap it hard. All right, I slap it too. That's three slaps for you, Bama Joe. Um, <clears throat> next up, we got a pair of defenses. One went for twenty-six WAB. The other one for twelve WAB. Paul, you put up twenty-six dollars for twenty-six WAB <laughs> for the Chargers defense. Uh, are you slapping that? Are you kissing that? No, I'm kissing that. I'm kissing that WAB hard because he's a, 